Welcome back to the Innovators Podcast. We are on episode lucky number seven. Here on this episode, we interview student body president Morgan Fritz and vice president Jacob Schrader. Morgan and Jacob were just a blast to talk to. Um, They don't need much of an introduction, but uh, if you don't know much about them, you're going to learn a lot more here on this podcast. So hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Innovators Podcast. It's great to have you both here. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad. So I wanted to bring you on to the Research Park Innovators Podcast because you two are, uh, you know, students for one. You are student leaders. Um, I think a lot of the university's focus on innovation and entrepreneurship is you know, encouraged through student government and is embodied by student government. So we have a lot to talk about. But first, I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. I want to just talk about Morgan and Jacob. So give me a little bit of background. Morgan, you start. Give me a little bit of background. Talk about where you're from. What's your major? What did you do before you became the student body president? (laughs) Right, yeah. So my name is Morgan Fritz. I'm a junior in political science. Uh, I'm originally from Lake Mills, Iowa, really small town up in the uh, north central part of the state. Uh, So before this gig, I, you know, within student government, I was a legislative ambassador. So, you know, went down to the Iowa Capitol and lobbied for various bills that would impact students. And then I served as the collegiate Panhellenic Council Senator representing the sorority residency community. Outside of that, I was a cyclone aide. So I worked orientation for a summer and that was a fun little deal. Um, I was part of President Winterstein's uh, uh, freshman leader cla- leadership class, which was a lot of fun. And I've also been uh, part of the Carrie Chapman Cat uh, Scholars Program. Uh, so I've been able to do the uh, Legacy of Heroine Scholarship Program there, which we get to talk to a lot of cool women in politics and government. And yeah, so that's kind of what I've been involved in during my time at Iowa State. That's exciting. What are some, what are some hobbies? My hobbies. I really, (laughs) in all the free time. uh, (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, I I really enjoy running and reading. So uh, it's my, I have a long-term goal of doing a half marathon in every state. Are you currently running in this weather? Not outside, that's for sure. It's it's too cold for that. (laughs) But but I do enjoy uh, long distance running there. Very cool. Jacob, how about you? Yeah, so I've had the pleasure of being... At, in student government at Iowa State for my entire, almost my entire time. I'm a senior now in economics and political science. How'd you get started? I apl- I responded to an email the way I think most people get involved at Iowa I State. I think you're right. Is you uh, get the mass emails and then you're one of the five people that actually checks your email and replies to it. Uh, so I became a senator my freshman year, uh, was a senator for three years after that, had the honor of being Matt Stenzel's mentor when he came into student government. You were mentor, you were. Way back in the day. Back before he had a prestigious uh, award-winning podcast, (laughs) I I was Matt Stenzel's mentor in StuGov. I've been able to work on the SciRide board for a couple years, Mm -hmm. uh, really focusing on sustainability efforts and getting electric buses hopefully delivered here pretty soon. Those SciRides don't, we were just talking about the weather with Morgan. The SciRides don't quit in the weather. I mean, the one that comes out here to the research park, I just see it coming along. Yesterday it snowed like two or three inches. Nothing stops them. 
yeah, we, we got some good diesel buses, some good hybrids too. And sometimes the Welch Ave, there's a hill that they get stuck on and they kind of spin their tires for a bit, but we don't have a quit attitude going so up. They, yeah, they up just slide the and slide until yep. they can get some traction. I guess I forgot to mention I'm from Sioux center, Iowa. So Northwest corner of the state, beautiful part of the state rolling cornfields. Uh, but I'm happy to be here. Good. Well, thank you again for giving a little time out of your busy schedules to, uh, to get you on the podcast. I, so to kind of, I guess, kick us off, um, a big theme that we talk about a lot about on the Innovators podcast is the university-specific focus on entrepreneurship and innovation. So take a step back from your uh, leadership roles for a second. Talk to me as students. How have you seen that change over the last two, three, four years, um, whether that be classes, whether that's uh, clubs or involvement other outside of outside of the classroom what's that look like I mean as a student I feel like we're always receiving information about uh, you know pitch competitions and entrepreneurship opportunities so you know there's never a time when we're not we don't have resources available to us to to look into entrepreneurship and you know starting a business my one of my roommates actually and one of my best friends her name is Laura Virgilio uh, you know during the pandemic she actually started her own little small business of uh called coloring covers of making masks for children in which they could color them and you know put up put up their own design on them so you know i think that was pretty innovative is she still doing that she is yeah can i color my own mask you can color your own mask do they make adult sizes they do make adult sizes i'll have to get her contact information from you afterwards there we go so i mean i think that's innovation right there of adapting to the circumstances the circumstances that we've been put under and Mm -hmm you know, making your way through it. So I, I, I was pretty impressed by that. I'm just a sucker for branding. I think the university's changed the branding a lot uh, regarding innovation. and No uh, more adventure at Iowa State. Choose your adventure. I loved that. I loved choose your adventure at Iowa State. I, I understand too. innovate rhymes with state. It does. The one the- thing I will say is <laughs> I, I like both of our mottos. And the first one served it per- served its purpose. I, I, you know, make a joke to this day. I think that I chose Iowa State because all those cheesy commercials where choose you hear the... Choose your adventure, Iowa Choose your adventure. That's why I think I'm here. I think it was just a subliminal message throughout the year. So it served its purpose. And now I think in years to come, students will say, I went to Iowa State because I wanted to innovate. See, so. I think <laughs> I chose Iowa State because of the strength of the economics program. Oh. Uh, but I, I do appreciate the well, cheesy Well, the marketing branding. was good too. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I just, I will always be attached to the choose your adventure. I think everybody probably remembers whatever the marketing was when they were, uh, whether it's being recruited or maybe their first year. But I I always remember choose your adventure. You know, we always got plenty of emails about that in our high school inboxes. Um, So that will hold a special place in my heart for a long time. But innovate at Iowa State does tie in a lot better to the name of our podcast. So which came first? I'm not sure. Just kidding. I know. I know. It, yeah. <laughs> Iowa State made the move first, but it does make for um, a catchy, a catchy rhyme. Innovate at Iowa State. How about you? What other Jacob? What have you seen in your classes? You you mentioned the econ department, which I just so happen to be a part of as well. Yeah. Um, how have you seen things change in that space over your four years? I guess when I came to Iowa State. From, you know, a small town in Iowa, 
I didn't really think that innovation was something that happened here. I figured you go to San Francisco or something like that, mm-hmm. and then you have a startup where you lose a bunch of money somehow and then still end up being a billionaire. Uh, but I think what I've learned at econ, you know, our department does a great newsletter and just being around my classmates who are minded about it is the agriculture startup focus. There's not really a better place for that to be mm-hmm. than here in Ames. And I think the opportunity of Iowa state and the just really amazing smart people I'm surrounded with that always think of new ideas like Laura's coloring book mask or coloring coloring covers coloring covers not a book <laughs> uh, but i think that's probably the most way i i just wasn't aware i didn't think that was something that i would even encounter when i came to iowa state and that's not been true mm-hmm. so speaking of um your education specifics what are you looking to do after graduation um jacob you've got a little little bit of a head start you're you're a little um yeah you'll be out a little bit sooner than morgan so why don't you go ahead what, what do you got afterwards I'm planning on heading to law school, so I've sent out my applications, just waiting on the scholarships. So if you're a law school admissions dean listening to this, I am swayed by money. And if you give me, yeah, if you give me some good scholarships, uh, I might be attending your school. (laughs) Morgan, what about you? What are you looking? What what did you say your major was again? Yeah, political science. science. So I'm, uh, you know, currently a junior this year. So I'll be around at Iowa State for another year, um, doing my doing my senior year. But I'm actually thinking about doing a concurrent master's program. So I would start that next year and finish it out with a fifth semester or fifth year. So uh, that would be the master's in uh, public policy and administration that the political science department has. So Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. And then probably law school after that. But, you know, there's, the plans are always subject to change. Of so. course. Yeah. I, can, I can certainly attest to that as a senior who has changed many times since I, I began. So if there are any students listening, don't be afraid to... Uh, change your plans. How has student government changed? Um, you two are obviously heavily involved with a lot of facets of student government. How has COVID forced you to uh, adapt, whether it be last semester um, while you were running your campaign? Was it, So were, did elections take place? Go ahead. And so I, I can talk about that a little yeah. bit. So we were sworn. Uh, so we were elected on March third and fourth, mm-hmm. and then we were sworn in on March twenty sixth. Between those two dates, you know, for the first one, we had been going to club meetings nightly, speaking to hundreds students of on hundreds of students on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically just talking to people all day long. And then on March twenty sixth, there were four of us on the front yep. steps of the Memorial Union doing a socially distanced inauguration. So it's one of those things where. You know, we didn't entirely know the deal that we were getting into, but we've had to deal with, you know, what's been what's been given to us. And, and I feel like we've done a good job of that. Um, you know, we came in with plans to for campus and improvements to make, and we've been working on those alongside of the COVID-19 stuff. Um, so all summer long, I was serving on the academic uh, or the fall planning group. It's now called the Academic Continuity Work Group, where we basically had to ask ourselves, are we going to be able to come back to campus? And if so, how are we going to do it? And so that committee was entirely based upon innovation. You know, we had people on that committee making uh, tracking charts of, you know, exposure to COVID-19 in the classroom, if that were to happen. Uh, We had people, you know, setting up how to do hybrid classes and online and in person and a mixture and changing around class schedules and moving start and end dates of classes. So that entire committee was based upon innovating and figuring out how we were going to even come back in the fall 
And so that one was incredible to be on in that sense. Yeah, I think even what student government looks like has changed. You know, normally we have our Senate meetings in the Campanile Room uh, in the Memorial Union. Uh, we, we couldn't just, we just can't fit <laughs> the spread out the way we need to. Uh, so we are in the Great Hall for most of the Senate meetings this semester. Mm -hmm. Everybody's spread out and wearing a mask the whole time. And I think I'm proud of our, us being able to do that. I think there's a value to in-person deliberations and being able to see the person, not just debating someone over Zoom, but actually being in the room with someone and trying to work together. And I know most uh, the other two student governments, uh, you and I in Iowa and our state, have gone online and they've found success with that. And I think that we found success in our way. And I think that, you know, with the fall planning work group, seeing all the different ways the universities around the country have come up with their each individual plans on how they're going to respond to COVID is very interesting uh, to somebody who's a nerd like me and just is really interested in the policy process. Yeah. Uh, when you look at like the politics, so we all started with the same information, but we ended up in vastly different spots. And it's really curious to see and try and think through, you know, why are we doing this and some other places doing that? Yeah. How has that been to work with, work, working closely with the other regions, you uh, and I in Iowa? What's what's that like? Uh, you guys, I, maybe maybe the listeners don't um, uh, know exactly how much you interact with the other universities, but you clearly do a lot. How does uh, how does that relationship look? What do you find? You know, do you find value in comparing and contrasting ideas and and, and policies? What's that What's that like? I do think that it's important for us to work collaboratively with them just because some ideas they have we might like, um, some of our ideas they might like. Um, and at the end of the day, though, we are very distinct institutions. We have our own problems and our own ways to deal with them. So I think it's useful to seek ideas from the other region institutions, but, you know, make our choices for ourselves and what works best for Iowa State students. Yeah, and we do have a really good relationship with the other schools in the Big 12. Uh, we have a yearly conference and group chats that are always going. Uh, we had a group chat conversation yesterday with the other vice presidents of the universities. Uh, so that's really fun, even though they don't have to deal with the uh, weather that we do. And we're yeah, all Yeah, they're all down in Texas. Yeah. They're, they're warm down there. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're different places. And then it's kind of interesting because the Big Ten, Iowa works a lot with the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have different schools of thought regarding student governments. And then when we talk, we got to get... Um, what they know from their conference and they can get what we know from ours. Interesting. One thing I did want to, uh, you, you reminded me with the, uh, with the weather and the, uh, the Texas schools, um, at one of the past student government meetings I was reading in the daily, uh, you all were talking about electric scooters on campus. Oh yes. Give me a little more information about electric scooters. <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear about that. It sounds interesting. Is that something that we can expect in the near future? So I can't promise anything, but I think that there's a lot of exciting things with electric scooters that are built for college campuses. Mm -hmm. We have a group of people who are about 15-minute walk away from everything, which is about the range where having those little rideable scooters uh, really pays off because you're not trying to get in a car, but you know it would also be a lot quicker if you could ride on a scooter. And me and uh, Jacob Ludwig, who's in our Senate, worked with a couple companies uh, uh, to think through, you know, how have, how have these pro projects improved in the last couple of years? And there's some really exciting infrastructure. They actually have, one of the companies is working on an autonomous scooter. 
like that drives itself. Like you just hop on it and it drives around. So I think that's a a location into your app. Right. Like you you, you have the GPS ride and you can, it's got four wheels and it just drives around. That would be helpful when I cannot remember the name of a building, even though I'm a senior, I couldn't find Pearson the other day. Right. I was late for class because I couldn't find a building that I've gone to multiple times, multiple times in my time on campus. So that would be helpful. But interesting. I've never, I don't think I've heard much about these autonomous scooters. See, the one I'd have to use it for is Coover. I think the first time I heard that name, I was like, oh, you mean Hoover, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's two separate buildings. Good to know. Right. I, uh, I cannot seem to remember the names of buildings sometimes, but that's something for me to work on and hopefully something that uh, maybe some scooters can help out yeah. with. Maybe I won't be late for class next time. I think, I think we should uh, talk with these companies and ask if they can get Alexa built into the scooter you know, just take me to Hoover and then you're on your way. That'd be kind of cool. What's your take on electric scooters, Morgan? I think that, you know, done right, they could be good for Iowa State, but that has to be a joint decision made by the city and the university. But we have seen now with the student government Senate that they did pass their resolution. So students seem to largely be in support of it. Interesting. What other aspects of your role as student body president and vice president, what other aspects of the job do you enjoy? Do you get to communicate a lot with Ames leadership outside of campus? Do you get to do you do you most enjoy working with other schools? Like you mentioned, the Big Twelve conference, uh, the the other student governments in that conference. What what's your favorite part? I think my favorite part about being on student government is being able to answer the question, why not? I think most students have, well, why can't the university change this? Why can't we do this? Or, you know, uh, and I think being on student government, you're empowered to say, well, let's ask. And you can go meet with administration and figure out, hey, maybe there's a good reason why we don't do it that way. Or maybe there's not, and maybe we can change it. And being a part of a bunch of projects that have resulted in change on campus and being able to see that you know, from something as simple as working with the Department of Residence to changing the language in the work orders process so it's clearer. Mm-hmm. You know, why couldn't this be clearer? Well, there's no reason why it can't. And we met and we were able to accomplish that. So working with other students in the university to try and answer that question, oh, why can't we make the place around us better? Morgan, what's your favorite part? Yeah, I would say mine is, you know, just meeting with other members of student government and really trying to hammer out projects that, mm-hmm. you know, have come to light. And I just you know, I, why we did this and why I did this is because I love Iowa State and I want all students to be able to have a great experience here. And so if there's anything that I can do to make that experience better, that's that's why I did this. And so I would say that is my favorite part is, you know, collaboratively solving issues with, with other students and making Iowa State a better place. Very good. So you guys have clearly enjoyed your time in student government. Um, enough to stick with it for all four years, all three years in your case, Morgan. Um, I guess maybe for, for any students that are listening um, or any prospective students, what, what does student government do? I know you kind of you gave a rundown there. Um, you know, one of your favorite things is being able to answer why not and, and, and take on projects like that. But other than that, what, what kind of projects does student government get involved in? What are the different aspects of student government? Maybe just give us like a, a quick rundown. Right. So student government has three branches. We have a legislative and executive and a judicial. Our judicial Is this going to be a schoolhouse rock? Is this yeah. where you break into song? Um, I'm just a bill. 
Yeah, we have bills. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, we have. Uh, so the judicial branch, uh, we work, works. They're on the student conduct hearing board. They have a couple members on the parking ticket appeal board, mm-hmm. as well as if there's disputes between student orgs. The legislative branch uh, is responsible for the funding of clubs and organizations on campus. Every student pays a student activity fee every semester that goes to Senate to spend mostly in a one-year big-picture bill that's coming up here this month. And the executive branch's job is to represent students to external partners or internal partners, either that be the university, the state legislature, members of Congress, and we all do a bit of everything. So I just said boxes, but we each dip our toes into other boxes. Senate represents students as well. We help you know, organize funding, organize projects in that direction too. Anything to add, Morgan? He covered it very well. (laughs) Good. So I do make that joke that, you know, I chose Iowa State for the clever marketing, but I really did choose it because I saw so many success stories of students achieving big dreams and goals because they were provided the resources to do so. You know, so there have been so many examples of, you know, Iowa State, you know, having amazing professors. I feel like I've received a world-class education um, and, you know, donors that make these opportunities possible, um, you know, private businesses that provide opportunities to students and collaborate with the university, you know, all really culminate to this experience that's unparalleled, um, you know, for students across the state and the country. Um, you know, I, I really do believe that if a student puts their mind to something here, they're able to achieve it because they have the resources um, to do so through, the, through Iowa State. Maybe to hit on your um, private businesses point, maybe maybe this was kind of an ulterior motive for me inviting you out here to talk, but here in the research park, uh, we have uh, close to 100 tenant companies that are those private businesses that you're talking about. Um, on our last episode with Kenny Kyle from TMC, we talked a lot about what companies like that can offer to students. We talked a lot about internships, whether that be during the school year or during the summer. So maybe uh, a little bit of my motivation was to get the word out about the research park a little more. And I think that's part of the reason we're doing this podcast is to try and reach out a little bit and and teach students about the research park and what we are out here. Because as you said, um, there's a lot of really cool opportunities for students when donors and and industry and and faculty all kind of come together and, and create this environment. So... Just a little tidbit there, put my plug in about the research park, but thank yeah. you for a, a good uh, reminder there. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, these, you know, businesses and industries have a lot to offer students in internships and jobs and, you know, an opportunity to experience things firsthand. And I also think that students have a lot to offer these businesses. You know, we're fresh and young and we bring insight and ideas into this. And I, I think that's a really cool aspect of it too. Well said, well said. So um, to kind of wrap up here, I want to be cognizant of time here. We do a rapid fire session at the end of each podcast, as a podcast should do, um, where we give our guests a set of time frames. And typically uh, in our usual structure, it'll be an entrepreneur and we'll say, where is your company going to be in the next three months? where they think their company is going to be. Now, for you both, you don't have a company, uh, but you do have a university that you're representing, and you do have yourselves. So I'll give you some time frames. 
and I want you to give me what you think Iowa State University is going to be doing in that time frame. So long explanation, but let me give you some time frames and I'll, I'll let you shoot. Okay. So the first time frame I will give you is two months. We will be out of office. So <laughs> yeah, we will gone <laughs> in two months. We will have transitioned our new president and vice president, as well as our new Senate into student government. And I think that is one of the most exciting times for the organization because people that came in with ideas, um, they just got elected by their peers with goals and visions, and they get to sit down in the room and actually talk through and think through how they're going to achieve it. And hopefully we'll be around and maybe they'll ask uh, if we can give them some advice on how to do it, but maybe not. Maybe they know everything and they can just roll on and they'll, but in two months from now, we're going to have a bunch of projects. Then you can have them on the show to talk about. There we mm -hmm. go. Yeah. And that, that was an exciting time last year, but we'll be taking a nap, a break, a vacation, one of the above. <laughs> All of the above? Probably. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So that'll be two months. So let's go to the next one. Uh, let's go, let's go two years. Uh, where will Iowa State be in two years? But then I also want to hear about where do you see yourself in two years? Where do you, what are you going to be doing? Where are you going to be? So I see Iowa State in two years having integrated the lessons from COVID-19 into a new part of a university. I think in two years from now, we should really know, you know, what we're keeping, what, what we kept from COVID and what we're not, and really move into a new era. I think that higher education in general is going to have a before COVID and an after COVID. And there's going to be a lot more synergy between the online and the offline and the different types of learning opportunities that are afforded to students. So I'm really excited to see where Iowa State is in two years from learning that lesson of the pandemic. Cool. And I really see the social life being very bustling. I, I think that people are, you know, very excited about, you know, being back to normal. And I think it has is going to make us a lot more thankful for our in-person and social interactions. So I, that's one goal I have for Iowa State is just mm -hmm. a lot happening, a lot going on, a lot of people to talk to. Oh, we, we didn't answer the personal aspect of it. Oh, go for it. All right. Probably in a law library some, somewhere studying um, for a very long time and looking forward to my second graduation. <laughs> I'll probably be finishing up my master's at Iowa State. Very good. Very good. And then we'll do one more. Let's do 15 years. I think this might be the longest one I've ever given for a rapid fire question. What, what's Iowa State going to be doing in 15 years? I hope that we're doing a lot of the same stuff. You know, I love the traditions and history that we have. So I hope we're doing some of that. But I also hope that we're really, really pushing on the innovation side. Um, you know, buildings like the Student Innovation Center, where there's opportunities to collaborate ac across disciplines. I think we'll see more of that. Um, but I still do hope that the in-person experience is there to stay along with all of our traditions that go along with homecoming and, you know, the stories we have to tell there. I think we'll all be back in Ames for Matt Campbell's 15th Big 12 football championship. Yeah, on a, on a personal a level, one. I will be in my red and yellow painted school bus mm -hmm. um, out in the tailgate lots. So that's that's my personal goal. There we go. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. 
That sounds like a good plan. Well, Morgan and Jacob, thank you very much for your time today. It looks like your security detail is outside waiting for you, so I better let you go. But thank you again for your time. Uh, Thanks for coming on to the Innovators Podcast and appreciate it very much. Yes, thanks for having us.